Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the building. We took a little break, a little vacation. We got to recalibrate. But we're back. Joe's in the building. Chill's in the building. DC's in the building. We're back. And we're going to just start this off. Let's just jump right into it. We, we feeling good. We know we feeling good. We took a vacation. We got to be feeling good, right? I'm straight. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but one person who's not feeling good, James Hart. Let's get right to it. Let's James Hart. We, we had we got a little premature on you guys. We we had already to, had a whole topic about this bum, but um, and and I know Joe, you probably don't really want to reiterate what you just said, but it, it's one of those things where I think we can all agree. It not only with James Hart, but just with everybody. Austin Rivers said something about a week or two weeks ago, and I truly believe it. The players are starting to have too much power. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's one of those things man like you signed a contract you agreed to it nobody forced your hand nobody put a gun to your head play out the contract do what you need to do nobody's gonna feel sorry for you're a multi-millionaire and then after that that's what free agency is for right for you to make your own decision but until then play the hand that's dealt you that you agreed to and just knock it out man it's tiring what they need to do is, I mean, the, the negotiations negotiations are already done, but it needs to be something where if you sign a four-year deal, you are not allowed, especially if you are, are a max player, you're not allowed to get traded for two years. Two years of that deal, you're stuck. Because this is it's getting to a point where it's like, we're missing opportunities to see not only guys that we want to see play with each other, play with each other. But teams actually build around them. Like, they're dipping, like, before the team even ha- actually has a chance to build. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. now the NBA, you just don't know what to expect year from year. It used to be exciting. Now it's just tiring. It's like, dude, just stay there. Yeah, like, you're not going to win if you keep bouncing around. Just stay. Yeah. Imagine if Steph Curry, the first couple of years, he didn't win a championship. Right. He didn't even want to come to the Warriors. So imagine he just got disgruntled. like, you know what? I, I ain't feeling it here. Y'all got Monte. Let me go. Would have messed well, up on all this. Well, 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 well. It's ironic you say uh, you saw about Steph didn't want to come to the uh, to the Warriors. Like he was already humbled the first couple of seasons with the ankle injury. So uh, I right. mean, let's put that let's put that mm-hmm. let's put that on the table. Like right. so, Steph. So I mean, and eventually, as we as time went on, folks love started loving Steph. Steph became a uh, became a fan favorite uh, continuously because. The war, the organization stood stood by uh, stood by him. The fan base stood by him through all the injuries, through all the through through, through all the lean years about if this is uh, Steph's team, if this Monte's team can even coexist with one another. I mean, for the, so so that right there, it, it it now you know you fast forward with a guy like James Harden. It, like we're in the era of the disgruntled. Of the, the disgruntled <laughs> franchise player. I mean, I'm serious because right. it, I mean, look. I mean, look at it. It seems like every off season there is maybe one or two uh, quote unquote superstars that's always at odds with his with his franchise and is threat. You know, that threatens to that wants to be traded to quote unquote a contender or to a team of his choose uh, of their handpicked choosing. So that's where James Harden thinks that he's that he can continue to pull that card. And I, and I and I actually uh, applaud uh, Daryl Morey for sticking to his guns right now, not kowtowing to, uh, to for an, uh, for the second 
time and and, and what and, and as many as what four years now with the with a franchise right. with, a, with a quote unquote franchise player wanting out of Philadelphia, you know, and, and ironically a left handed player in uh, Ben Simmons, and, and and now and now you got a guy in James Harden who has said I guess he was promised uh, something from Daryl uh, Morey. He it, it, it and, and let me just let me just say this. It's funny how he would go over, you know, while he's over in China on a, in a, in a promotional tour to air out his dirty laundry. Why don't you air that out in the States? Why right. don't you say that Daryl uh, Morey was a liar to, to, to somebody at the Philadelphia Inquirer? Uh, Marcus, you know, uh, Marcus Hayes of the Philadelphia Inquirer or somebody like that. You know, like if you really, if you really were, you know, upset with Daryl Morey, why wait? You know, why go all the way? You know, to like I said, to why you're on a promotional tour to air out the, uh, to air out dirty laundry. Like it just to me, it just it just it just sounds like uh, James Harden is, is 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 trying to really pull you know pull every string he uh, imaginable to get his, his force force his way out of Philadelphia, and and Daryl Morey is, is is not having any of it. And, and isn't that a little pandering too? Because doesn't Daryl Morey have some funk with China? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, like, that, 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 that's that's uh, might definitely have something to do with it, right there. If you want, if you really want to be uh, one hundred with it, like he's saying that in China, where you know Daryl Morey didn't really, you know, didn't really uh, <laughs> didn't elaborate, you know, enamor himself to the right. uh, to the country uh, as a whole. So. So I mean James Harden uh, just you know opted for the uh, for the for the for the best platform uh, imaginable. So I just think that again it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get uglier in Philadelphia. I mean it looks like both sides are, are, are digging their heels into the in, into the soil, ready for a fight. And 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 honestly, I, like I'm I've always been about you know about about team unity like you you're gonna need one you're gonna you're gonna need both to eventually win a championship but it just looks like james harden you know it was going to really try to get himself up uh, force his way out of philadelphia and and the sixers are, are like no you got you're getting, again you're getting 35 million dollars to just play for one more season and, and then and then you could and then possibly get negotiate your contract somewhere else you know become an unrestricted free agent but I guess again, I guess he just is fed up and just doesn't want to play a single minute with Joel Embiid, who he helped win an MVP for. So, I mean, okay, I got a question for you guys. Let's let's see if we can take bets on this. Let's see if this will be in, in Vegas. What's the over or under for James Harden weight coming in the next season? <laughs> <laughs> What's his current weight right now? First, you need to find. You need to figure right. I don't know. I don't know, but I think whatever it is, I'm, I'm going two eighty five or above. Two eighty five. That is that is very. If he's two eighty five, then it then, then he's I, out. The, he's out the league. He's out the league. <laughs> and, and honestly, and it, it is and if I'm Joel and Beetle from any of his teammates, I just find that really disrespectful. Seriously, like I, I mean, I, like face it, like uh, like James Harden is really out for himself. He's a mercenary. Let's be real about this. Yeah. Like he's uh, he's out for a number one himself. Like so now, who who wants it now? Who wants you when you're like that? And, and and honestly, what team? Like you guys were kind of you know alluding to maybe uh, Miami. You know, like his body is his, his body fat isn't going to even allow. Like right, I forgot like, about that. Yeah, that I like the, the body fat, the, the body the body fat rule won't even fly if you're messing around with Pat Riley down here at South Beach. No, imagine imagine him getting into it with Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy, so, not, yeah. he not. Have, so that's this, and that's my thing. 
Let's him going to the Heat again. is the only realistic option because I feel like the Heat are the one of the organizations that feel like they can control that. If they can't control that, then James is out the league. Because if you can't make it there, then you you probably can't make it nowhere. And, and that I mean, no. Yeah, well, uh, as far as far winners goes, no. You know what? And and then you 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 may be on to something there because I mean, look at the son Whiteside. I mean, right. like he was a guy that was like apparently what he was a like quote unquote a franchise cornerstone player to build around, right. and he lost favor out in uh, Miami because he just wasn't he just didn't want to behave. And you know, didn't want to listen to team rules. I mean, up there sniping at coaches, and you ain't gonna let you ain't gonna just try to uh, be bigger than the organization, especially in Miami. That's the especially one. That's Miami. yeah, yeah. That's what. That's like that, that, if that if there's one organization in all of basketball that doesn't count out at any superstar, no matter their status, it's the Miami Heat. Cause they even right. told they even told LeBron James, "You get the hell up out of here if you get, if you up there uh, mad at us for up there revoking your uh, you know your your, your circles." Uh, uh, VIP access to, uh, right. to team headquarters and stuff. So <laughs> I mean, so again, so James Harden is lo- is looking for an organization. Like at this point, again, he's in the at a point of his career here where he he doesn't care about winning a championship. He really doesn't. And that's sad. And doesn't care. And 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 that's the thing. What's what's going to be so crazy about it is that. He's going to get himself in the you know in the Naismith you know Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame just for uh, just just because he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna probably finish with close to you know close to thirty thousand uh, career points yeah you know all the and triple doubles and, all these yeah. triple doubles all these sixty point yeah. games that he's put up and again like to me like he's not even really like he's not a Hall of Famer to be honest with you if there's a, again if this were if this if there was an NBA Hall of Fame strictly, he wouldn't be in there if, if, if I had a vote. I'm sorry. Like it's good player, good, because good player, numbers, but I can't do it. Yeah, his numbers are great. His numbers You're absolutely are, right. They're too good to, for him not to be in there. Unfortunately, because I don't think he deserves to be in there either. But he put up numbers. His he had successful teams. He meets the criteria. He's had he successful teams. The, I mean, making to the conference finals, we can't just act like that's nothing. No, of course not. No, we're not going to say that. But really, if you if you if you really want to keep it really a uh, hundred, go back to his days in uh, in, o- in OKC. That's the only time he's re- he's been to a finals. And and, and, right. and if you go right. back and look right. at that finals, he was a no show then. And that's why they lost. He was the main reason why they lost. There's Everybody no else showed about up. It. Everybody yeah. else showed up. Russ was there. Serge was there. KD, of course. I mean, he definitely brought it. But James all they Harden, needed was James to average at least fifteen. What's game? They, I don't know. I, I think that was a Heat series to win. They get, they got swept. No, right? I mean, it might. Of course, it would have been the Heat series to win, but at least, make, at least make it go uh, six games. That's that series right. ended in yeah. what five. Yeah, and and and, and, and let's not forget Russell. Uh, what was it? The game, the closeout game. Russ had like forty in there. Like he was up there, like trying to put, right. build the team to victory. Here go James Harden, who they, who folks were saying was the next Manu Ginobili, good six man, right? Like, that was the narrative, utility, right? Yeah, the good, <laughs> the good utility guy right off the bench that could just do it all. That was unguardable. But what happened? Cowers up in the in, in the biggest of moments. So the 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 Thunder actually won the first game. So the, they they so they won the first game. They lost the second game by four. Lost yeah. the third game by six. 
lost this fourth game by six. They were if James Harden showed up, they win this series. They probably sweep the Heat. I mean, there's a good point. I mean, there's a good chance because look, they lost they lost all those games under ten points. All those and games James, under ten points. And he didn't. He just didn't. I'm, I'm gonna look up the boxers right now. He, he, from what I remember, he didn't show up. So game two, he had uh, what is it? Twenty one. So he showed up game two. He had twenty one points. And a losing effort, okay. And a losing yeah. effort. Game three, that's the game they lost by six points. James Harden had, let's see here, James had nine points. So that's not that's not going to do it. Game four, and that's the game they also lost by six points. James Harden shows up and gives them, let's see, James Harden gives them uh, eight points. So there you have it. Nine points, eight points. If he gives them fifteen, just fifteen, they win. They probably win the series. So you could you could put. I I feel comfortable putting all that blame on James Harden not winning that series. All right, technical difficulties, but we're back. So from the basketball conversation, we're going to pivot a little bit to the big news out here in the Bay Area. 49ers versus Raiders. <laughs> Raiders whooped that ass yesterday. What was it, 34 to 7? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 34 to 7. Um, I want to talk about Trey Lance. He went 10 for 15. It wasn't bad. The numbers weren't bad. Let's, let's, get, let's get it straight. The numbers weren't bad. His performance, it was, it was very shaky. It was very shaky. I thought... That he looked very timid. He looked like he wasn't very decisive of what the reads were. I mean, he knew where his reads were. It just he he wasn't sure. Should I throw it? Should I not throw it? What do you guys think, Joe? Let's start with you. What did you think of Trey Lance's performance? I just thought he really he was afraid out there. Um, what didn't wasn't confident in and 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 went to release the ball held on to uh the ball where he had a couple of guys running open and it just felt you could tell he was somebody that they had that hadn't played in 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 a, in a long time like the reps yeah. he needs he needed the reps like and i mean what how many how many how many uh drives he led like what, five yeah uh so you know, a couple of three and outs, and like he just didn't was the, he just didn't the confidence. I didn't see the confidence in a quarterback that could win you a game on uh, uh, in a regular season. He just seemed like he is still behind the eight ball, and and he's nothing but a third string quarterback at this point. And let me ask you this: Do you think that he should have looked like a team that could lead a team to the playoffs this game? This first game back after his injury, his long off season, yeah, his long off season. He he was he was injured, so he's been off for a while. After this long break from football, do you think he should have looked like a team that could lead, or look like a player that could lead the team to the playoffs? Uh, I think if he has more reps. I think that's just what it is. I think he just needs to get. I be, let me let me roll back. I think. He his his decision making just needs to be quicker. That's what I mean. It's really really boils down to it. Even though he was playing with the second team offense and 
and he was facing the second team defense. I thought, I, you know, I was really upset. I, I thought he could have just let it rip, just have some fun out there. Yeah. I mean, you ain't haven't been playing football in, in, in quite some well, quite some while. Uh, why not throw? You know, why not throw the ball around? I mean, I would I, I would have liked for him to throw the ball. You know, at least got probably you know twenty. You know, twenty pass plays, but he he was sacked four times, and and I and two of those sacks were were generally his fault. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I think if his decision making gets quicker, he can may avoid the sacks that that everybody wanted to pin on the on the second tier uh, offensive line. Um. But yeah, because it wasn't even that he was making bad decisions; it was the lack of. Decisive decisions, that was a problem. So that's, you can't just say he, he was making bad decisions. We can't say that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. That's a very fair point. You know, but but I just I, I truly I truly believe that if he if he were to start on Sunday with it with, with a first team unit, I'm not confident to say that he's ready, to, that he can lead to yeah. uh, a game. If the game is on the line, you know, if they have to come down on on his shoulders, that the game will come down on his shoulders for the 49ers and he has to lead them down the field, I can't say I'm confident that he can do it. Um, even with a, with, with even with the offensive weaponry around him, uh, Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. So it's that's why I'm more – Confident that it's going to be Brock Purdy out there week one for the Forty Nineers in Pittsburgh. That's a guarantee. I mean, for all the conversation that has or the dialogue that's been going on this off season, I don't think there's been a chance, a lick of a chance that anybody but Brock starts. All we've been, all we're talking about is if is Trey going to be on the team as QB two or not. And that's why I feel like the dialogue with him is kind of unfair. Yes, he's a number three pick. Yes, the the Niners traded three picks to get him. I understand all that. But Brock Purdy, he he played last year. If you look at his numbers, he played like a top eight quarterback last year during the games he played. And for us to expect Trey Lance to do that, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm sorry. I know he's been in the NFL. This is going to be his third year. That's unrealistic. Brock Purdy did something that... Not a lot of rookie. I would I would say maybe five percent of rookie quarterbacks I've ever done. He did some amazing things. That was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. In my my personal opinion from a rookie quarterback. So for go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say that he just stepped as soon as as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo went down against the Dolphins, he stepped on that field. Yeah, in the first drive, he I believe. Well, he let him down to uh to a, to a touchdown, but mm-hmm. he also threw an uh, interception on you know early in the, on on that uh on his first possession. But as the as as he started starting uh the over the final five games of the season, got confidence and kept and kept and kept the kept the right. winning uh the winning uh the Forty ers winning ball games and and as you should see they rode it all the way to the NFC Championship game and and we saw, and we know what happened there but you are you know i like Brock Purdy is 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 is, is going to be a quarterback on a team that's built to win now yeah and there and the 49ers can't give Trey Lance afford the Trey Lance the on the job training 
that's going to take for him to uh, be an NFL starting quarterback, especially again with this veteran laden team that is that that is in a conversation to win a Super Bowl this year. You know that like from from top to bottom, from 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 pretty much all the the twenty positions outside a quarterback are all are all so, uh, so, uh, sewed up. Like you know who's going to be your starting wide receivers. You know who's going to be your starting running back. You know who's going to be your starting tight end. Your offensive line, f- for the better part, you know who's going to be starters there. And your confidence on defense once they get once they get Nick Bosa uh, uh, squared away, you know who your starters on defense are going to be. Right. But Trey Lance, you just can't afford it at the at the at the most pivotal position in football at the quarterback position. You can't afford allowing Trey Lance to have to learn on the job on a team that is set to build to win the Super Bowl this year. You just can't. So that's why Brock Purdy is going to be the starting quarterback until further notice. Do you think there's there's a chance that Brock Purdy doesn't look? Because my whole thing with Brock Purdy is it's it was only eight games. It was an amazing eight games, but it was only eight games. And there were, sure. there were some situations where he put the ball in the defender's hands. They just dropped it. He he could have thrown That's true. a lot and in some big games. These were big games that that happened. So we can't yeah, just, yeah, we can't sit here and just act like he's good. Like there's no worries. There is some concern. And he's coming off well, a well, major look, elbow surgery. Well, let's be honest. He doesn't re- I mean, in order for him to be the starting quarterback, he doesn't have to be superb. He just has to be better than uh Trey Lance. <laughs> well, yes and, and, and no. I, and I think I think so. I mean, you take a look. So, for the preseason game, Trey Lance is like we were saying. His numbers didn't look that bad, right? Right. But let's be honest. He was saved by two missed interceptions by the Raiders' defense. That's very true. But really? the, I, mean, yeah, I don't like that. Have, he, Oh. He could have essentially he could have essentially maybe thrown three interceptions. Uh, yeah, that on whole Sunday. Game, yeah, I mean the 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 deflected uh, deflected pass that went for the touchdown mm-hmm. that for the only for the 49ers only points of the game. That, yeah, by Duke Duke Shelley. Yeah, that right there should have been an interception. But but if you go back and look if you go back and look at that play, they had Chris Conley in the back of the end zone wide open, just waiting for him mm-hmm. to just walk the ball up to him. Trey just did, wasn't confident enough to just let it, it just step back and just fire it up the middle. He has the so that's why that. Yeah, and 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 honestly, if that comes from a guy that if he had more playing time, I think he that ball would have he would have let that ball go there. But for him, for a guy that hasn't played enough and and, and is just trying to uh, continuously get the rest, because again, he hasn't played really. Since what 2020, like a meaningful football? Yeah, I mean, outside of last year, before that, the pandemic pretty much wiped out his uh his rookie year. So he has, so he's really has no real NFL experience. So these, that's why, that's why these these preseason reps that he's getting should you know should be uh important to him. And I and I would like to see what he does if he if he does play with the first team offense uh, this week against the Broncos, but you are expected to uh, see Brock Purdy out there who was just given the all clear, uh, no 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 more restraints on the day with days off with the, with that repaired elbow. He's at full go now, so 
so so you're going to see him more getting more and more reps at practice himself to run this first team offense. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Do you feel like he's yeah. being rushed back? And- this is I don't know. This has been kind of fast. Like this is a UCL, and it, he he ruptured it. It, it, it tore it. It, got, it was completely detached. I mean, that's it does it it, it does question the the timetable. But you got to go back and remember when they first originally diagnosed this. Hit the recovery time was going to be three to six months. He. In Feb- he toured in uh, January. He got the surgery mid February. I uh, pretty much. I actually think it was he, he delayed it. It was early uh, March. It was at, it was early early March, and then that was that three. It was from there. It was the three month, yeah. uh, di- three to six month diagnosis, and he got pretty much the okay in mid June, which that was a that was really at the three three month mark. Yeah. And now, I mean, you gotta look at it like he probably is a a, a medical. Um, he may be a medical marvel. Yeah. I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. Right. Yeah. Adrian Peterson yeah. tours ACL like the last game of the year. Everybody thought that he wasn't going to play until midseason. What happens out there? Day one comes back and wins comeback player of the year on 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 a, on a thousand plus. No, he he, he rushed for almost two thousand yards that season. See and right there, up it should, and 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 it could have won the MVP. Right, you know he up there came back and had a a, a monster comeback uh, season. And that's another thing. Like Brock Purdy could could be up for the uh, comeback player of the year if he plays well and he shows that that elbow was is one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, let, let let me ask you guys a question. I I know I'm talking to two Niner fans right now, but. How much did this 49ers Raider game up Aiden Aiden O'Connell in the uh, Raiders timeline? Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock. I, I mean, into you it. think there's a chance of him taking over that second spot? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I think so. I think they want. I think I think Josh McDaniel wants him to be the backup yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Because they they, so they, they really, really want you. 15, yeah. and eight, Fifteen and eighteen. Say that again. What was he? What was his stats? Fifteen and eighteen. He was completions. Yeah, fifteen, eighteen, one forty-one. He he played well. He played well. One hundred forty-one yards and a touchdown. He played really well. So yeah, I, he I, was there was confident. That, yeah, yeah. There were some great things that came from the Raiders this game. And I think they I mean, keep all three quarterbacks probably, though. I, I honestly do. Probably I think have they keep all three. You think the Raiders have the best special teams um, in the league? I don't know if I'll go that far. I mean, they have the best really? kicker. They have the best kick. Well, not the best. One of the best. I'll say top three kicker in the, in the NFL. Um, okay. Raiders have always had good kickers. Yeah. If you take a look at history. Janikowski, uh, Legler. Legler, I'm sorry. Yeah. A.J. Cole, he's he's one of the best punters, I would say. Yeah, the, the Raiders special teams unit is pretty, is pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, if... If you really, if you really look at it on the other side for the 49ers, I mean, I don't know about Jake Moody because that scares both me. those, yeah. And and if you really and, and and if he's put in situations where he has to win a four, the 49ers of the uh, game, uh, can he can he handle that? And as of they right now, twice. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, I would have done the same thing if I was uh, if I was Josh McDaniels. I would have gone ahead and iced him too, just oh, because he, he is a middle of the third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the preseason. You don't take those you don't take those timeouts with you. So go ahead and just fire away, ice the ice the uh, rookie who who's, who's, who's another <laughs> another guy that is uh, that's been put on a team that is, that is expected to win it all. Like he's got a lot of pressure on him. With after allowing uh, Robbie Gold just to, just to walk off the door, uh, maybe they probably still got him on speed dial because because I mean he he may get a camp invite uh, before it's all said and done if uh, Jake Moody can't uh, find the uh, the goalposts. But I think it was nerves. It, I want to say it because he it sounds like from reports in camp he was been he's been really accurate. Like okay, well accurate. For, for preseason, you got nerves during the preseason, but it's his first game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the it's the first game, but you definitely did it. Didn't you were just at, you got? I mean, the question was just brought up not too long ago. If if Trey Lance can win you a game, if this was the regular season, we both we all pretty much said that he can't, he couldn't. Uh, from what we just seen now, Jake Moody, would you feel confident for him if if the game won the line right, right now? now? No. Right now, exactly. Yeah. So until you see until you see him start making some field goals in you know in a preseason game, you I mean, are we really going to just continue, just listen to what we hear from camp from folks that are there? Okay, yeah, he's booming in camp. Like, okay, that's that's a practice field around familiar territories. Like, I need to see it like it in a game with 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 crowd noise and. And, and and actual you know uh, objects that 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 yeah. are distracting you. I need distractions. So uh, you know the 49ers definitely has a lot to do, but uh, to, to clean up. But uh, to to answer John's uh, question, um, from what you know, I I pretty much take that the 49ers is just showcasing their depth with again that which didn't look too well. Especially the second string offensive line uh, had some, you know, and just like I said, if, if one of the if one of the starters go down on, on the offensive line, uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough up front for for any 49er quarterback uh, and and the running game. Yeah, um, I did like Jalen Graham and uh, D. Winters, uh, two young linebackers they took. They uh, the and Jair Brown definitely kept flashing oh, yeah. on my screen. I on see some, him on first Sunday, quarter. So. He was. It seemed like he was in every play. Yeah, and that's why he's one of those guys that I could see starting midseason over uh, yeah. over one of the veteran uh, safeties along with uh, Tall Noah Hufanga. So uh, the 49ers, basically, they, like you chalked up that loss, just, you know, the Raiders just came and just outplayed that second team. Both yeah. teams, uh, their depth, uh, it, the Raiders, I mean, uh, plus- players have better, uh, made better plays. Yeah, and let's be honest, it's preseason. You know, what I mean, you know, not everybody was showing their guns or anything like that. So we still kind of take a win like this. Yeah, because you got a grain of salt. You got to factor yeah. in that that Wilkes is not going to put his his real actual schemes out there. He's a very good blitzing defensive coordinator. I will say this: it's it's interesting that you bring up Wilkes' name because. It's it's interesting that the last two 49er defensive coordinators called the defense from the sidelines. Wilkes is up in the booth. Yeah. You know, and this is of course he's the first you know defensive 
outside defensive coordinator under Kyle Shanahan. So that's a, you know that has a lot to do with it as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how the defense actually plays with their coordinator in the booth instead of it, you know, the majority, like a lot of those veterans are used to having their coordinator right there down there on the sideline. But a lot of the guys are, uh, are, are, are in favor of Wilkes. So, so, it, you know, that, that relationship seems like it's, it's solid, but I don't know the, the, uh, the, the nickel back, uh, it's it's going to be interesting at, at that position for the 49ers because there were some times where I saw Isaiah Hartsfield just out here just flat-footed, you know, uh, trailing uh, receivers. And you can't, you know, you you know, you cannot be doing that, you know, allowing. And that's another reason why Aiden O'Connell looked good because he was taking, right. he was taking advantage of those, of those receivers just being able just to run freely in the zones. And a lot of it had to do with the 49ers nickelback just being, you know, just trailing, uh, just playing in trail technique, and and the Raiders were able to capitalize. So if the 49ers gotta 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 clean that up, uh, if that if they're gonna go with uh, Hartsfield or Isaiah Oliver at that uh, nickel uh, back spot, uh, you know, because because a lot of teams now are going with three wides. You know, most offenses are running with three wide receivers now. So you better have a good uh, nickelback to. Uh, to put the cover that slot receiver yeah it's either gonna be oliver or i mean womack he he had he had some uh he flashed a little bit out there i don't think he, he went sure over did. oliver but he flashed a little bit out there i think there that is another position where you could see a starter switch in the middle of the season because womack he, he he flashed last year but i could see jair brown possibly getting getting some work down there if they if they really wanted to uh get him on the field because like, I mean we've seen it with Jimmy Ward like who's had like we've seen it over the years with Jimmy Ward we just didn't never know what position you know right. what true position he played was he a corner was he a safety but last year he got into he played in that slot uh that nickel back reluctantly but he played it well and uh and so, if the 49ers, you know, have have some problems uh, with that with that with that position, and they really want they really like the uh, they really like the kid uh, Jair Brown, get him on the field, play, have him play that position while while also maybe even playing, possibly being like a Jalen uh, Ramsey role, like a star right. position where you'd be able to use them all over the field and right. have them line up in different positions. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the how the 49ers. Uh, uh, get a lot of these uh, guys in the secondary, which Steve Wilkes has always been a master of uh, out there playing. And another name not to sleep on, because I, I don't know how good this kid really is. Deshaun Jameson. No, not he, he played well too. But yeah. Daryl Luter, his name keeps oh, okay. popping up. They keep saying this kid, don't 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 sleep on this kid. Don't sleep on this kid. I think the, the 49ers actually got a guy – lot of good young guys in the secondary that's going to make it it's going to be kind of hard to uh keep them all on the active roster so yeah wait uh, wait this guy's name is looter and he and he plays in the uh secondary in the secondary yeah he's a guy that definitely needs perfect yeah (laughs) he was born for this yeah i mean especially if he's a ball hawk i mean if he becomes a ball hawk i mean like he's looting he's looting the quarterbacks you know so if at the end of the day you just gotta, you know, in this pre, in during the preseason, you just gotta be able to make flash plays when you can, and uh, keep the coach talking. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about the defense. 
it, it looks sketchy. The depth, the depth looks sketchy, but I think it's just a matter of implementing what Wilkes wants to do because you have to factor that in too. This is not entirely new defense, but he's implementing some new stuff into there. So these guys are adjusting. You got a lot of new moving pieces at the back end of the roster that kind of need to figure out how they're going to play with each other because a lot of the defense is chemistry, knowing what you're going to call. That's why Fred Warner is so good. He knows where everyone should be. He knows their strength, their weaknesses. He knows how to make the right calls. So it's a lot of adjustment in there too. Offensively, I don't know. The the line looks bad. So I, I – and just again, the, these were like, those are just the backups, and that's why the continuity on the offensive line this year, with the starters staying healthy and being able to make the starts, is going to be a big key for the 49ers' success. You know, in the wins column, and 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 just being able to run the ball this year. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. So, so we, we, we've talked a lot about the Raiders and Niners, right? Can I can I brag on myself for a minute? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Just because I know you, you guys know I'm not really a football guy like that, right? But uh, over the weekend, I uh, went to Reno with a couple of friends, and we were there at the sports book. And so, I'm not a betting guy. I'm not into football. But then somebody told me a stat, and I just had to put my money on it, even though I know it was a minimal win. The Ravens haven't lost a preseason game back to 2015. Yeah, they're on a nice yep, they've won 24 straight games so to the preseason. You, so I, did you bet that I, money I, line I, or did you bet the, the spread? Because the spread lost. Money line. That was a smart play. Smart play. I put twenty dollars down on there, and I end up ended up winning eight dollars and ninety cents. There you go. And when I when I seen that I won, I felt like the man walking down there that sports book, even though it was only eight dollars and ninety cents. I was feeling good. Well, but, yeah. guys, not losing a preseason game since 2015, you guys know more about football than me. Like, do they play their starters more than others, or what's going on there? They play they – they actually just play to win in the preseason. They yeah. don't, I mean, and, but, they, but they've – it's crazy. Last year, every, almost every running back you can think of just felt and got hurt for them. Like that team was, you know, was 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 really hit with the injury bug in the backfield where they had, where they where they were having like Le'Veon Bell and yeah, and, and, nasty. And, you know, like it was they didn't really have any real running backs because J.K. Dobbins, who just was activated from the pup list, was a guy that heading into the pre, uh, preseason they were going to have him running in the slot, like use him <laughs> like Christian McCaffrey. But he tore his ACL and was lost for the year. So, so they, you know, he, they didn't have any like true running game. So, they, they like it's crazy that this year they're going to turn into a real passing uh, team uh, with all the upgrades they've done at wide receiver with that, with with OBJ and Zay Flowers and of course Rashad Bateman still there and, and, and so Aguilar. and. Right, they've got so they've got uh, they've they've given Lamar Jackson wide receivers to throw the ball to. So well, there's no more excuses anymore for that about if he can throw the ball or not. And I think he can. Like I've watched him all the way from high school. I remember his high school highlights. He he looked amazing. Louisville, he looked amazing. And I was wondering going through the draft process why they were treating him like he should be 
switch to running back. He threw the ball really well. Now, I'm not saying he was Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or anything, but he, he can he can sling it. So the way they've used him in Baltimore, it's cool and it's hard to stop, but it, it causes him to be exposed to a lot of hits, uh, may make him injury prone, and you're not even giving him receivers to throw to. So I didn't think that was sustainable. I like that they gave him some receivers to throw to, and I am expecting him to have a really good year. Like I, I'm willing to put something on the line to say he's going to have a very, very good year. He may even – he may. He's definitely throwing over 3,500 yards if he stays healthy. And You I, know what? You know, it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Would you put him in the MVP race? Oh, yeah, he's an MVP race. If he stays healthy, he's in an MVP race for me. Yeah, I mean that's I agree there too. Uh, just like Jalen Hurts, if he didn't get hurt, he he was was the odds-on favorite, you know, leading the MVP uh, race last year. So a guy like Lamar Jackson, he stays healthy, thirty-five hundred yards at, for passing. That 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 that's a minimum. Like he's got to right. be closer to that four thousand yard mark. I mean, to be real with you, that's really where most a sign of a good quarterbacks are in the NFL nowadays. Where for where four thousand yards twenty years ago was kind of a high water mark. Four thousand yards this in this era of NFL football is a mandatory number that a quarterbacks must get to even just be in a conversation of being serviceable or even elite. Uh, so a guy like Lamar Jackson, who they've who they've who they who they've brought in a, a new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin from Georgia, uh, uh, replacing um, my guy Kubiak. No, no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Greg Roman. Greg Roman, there Greg, we go. replacing Greg Roman uh, and his, you know. Utilizing the the uh, the the mobile quarterback, they made the offense more of a passing uh, offense, and and they've given him weaponry to 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 take advantage of uh, of, of of passing the ball down the field. So so Lamar Jackson definitely should be knocking on the on the door of a four thousand yard plus season, maybe twenty. Five to twenty-eight touchdown passes. Keep the interception. I think he goes. Or you know, I'm saying in that in that realm, like he could definitely get over thirty yeah. if uh, if 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 things go right. Especially when you still have uh, a Mark Andrews at tight end right. that's going to definitely be able to get all those nice underneath routes when you have a bunch of wide receivers running all over the field. Um. So 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 Lamar Jackson definitely can get. You know, 30, 30 plus touchdown passes. Uh, the thing is, for him, he just got to protect the ball. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't, you know, cause the the reckless fumbles and you know, throw, you know, throw interceptions in key situations. And that, and, you know, for like most quarterbacks, but for him, um, a guy that that has been known to win the win from the pocket, and a lot of folks have criticized him from that. He has to keep those interceptions down, and I think and I think it's going to be a a good uh, a good chance for him to do it this year. But we're talking about him. I mean, as a scramble first quarterback, and I think that's more of I won't say more of the system than him. But that's just, mm. that's just what he is. He's a scramble first quarterback, but this guy, he has a game where he's thrown for 442 yards and four touchdowns. 
especially especially going that the game against the Dolphins last year where it seemed like him and two were going back and right. forth and throwing the ball all over the field. There was really no defense being played. It was offensive. Uh, it was fantasy football. It was uh, a Pro Bowl game. Game of uh, <laughs> dream last year. Yeah, if you had any of those players running on your fantasy teams that, that week, you made a bundle. You may you should you should have won that week that that week if you had any of the the the, the Tyreek Hills, the Jalen Waddles, you know, uh, if you uh, the 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 like if you had those players there, you should have won your fantasy football league that year. But Lamar Jackson. He's got he's got uh, definitely the upgrades uh, the offensive upgraded around him so he should have like a near MVP caliber year this year. Yeah, I'm expecting it. I'm really expecting it. He just has to stay healthy. I think he can protect the ball. He's shown that he he can before. So I'm expecting a good year for not only him but the team. I think they have a real chance of winning the AFC as far as the regular season goes. Yeah, um, but again, there that division is. Is going to be tough. Uh, the Bengals, depending on what's up with Joe Burrow, you expect them if he's healthy, that team to be the uh, the perennial favorite to win. Of course, we just mentioned the Ravens, and of course the Browns, who a lot of people are hoping that Deshaun Watson actually has a fully uh, a back a full a full bounce back season with uh, being able to start for uh, from week one on on through. And of course, the Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, they're hoping that he takes the next step. Uh, the, their defense is 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 still one of the better uh, units in, in football. They got uh, Patrick Pearson to play uh, yeah. out there, and and uh, they, they have you know, of course, they got T.J. Watt, uh, one of one of the better pass rushers out there. Uh, so that that te- so the the Steelers are, are going to be a, a team to. To, to to reckon with so yeah the the Ravens uh as long as they have Lamar Jackson as long as you have a quarterback in the AFC right. you have a chance to uh to win ball games this might be a year where the number one seed in the AFC might be 11 and 7 or yeah 10 to 7 11 to 6 yeah 10 to 7. You know what? Uh, the high water mark in the AFC could be twelve wins. Yeah, like, seriously, like twelve, twelve and uh, five might be the you know that like that like that could be the number one seeds record because you look all over. Pretty much every team you look at has a quarterback. Uh, the only question might be uh, a defense. You know uh, their defense or maybe their offensive lines. But I mean, every team in the AFC. For the most, for the most part, have quarterbacks that they feel strong enough that they can win with. They can yeah. win football games with Garoppolo, uh, baby. <laughs> I mean the Raiders. I mean the the quarterback room. It looks like has has a little stability, even though Derek Carr. I don't know if any of you guys saw him uh, in that first he drive with the good, Saints. Dude. He looks like oh he is going God. to be okay with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I he let him down there. He threw it. He uh, led them down the field through a touchdown. Uh, uh, it was, I believe, it was six for eight yeah, on, on the drive. He looked smooth. Uh, the offense looked like he was uh, he was comfortable with the with the play calling. So I'm locking them in for the South. I I've seen enough. I just, okay, well, I'm locking them in for the South. Ain't nobody. Yeah, I mean, at, at, okay, especially we, what you. We, 
you saw with the, especially with the the way that the Panthers look because I mean uh, see uh, I mean Bryce Young looked like a deer in headlights. Same, yeah. same with C.J. Stroud. These yeah. young guys are going. Uh, it's going to be a tough. Uh, it's going to be a tough upbringing in their in their rookie seasons. But you might be right. The Saints right now are the are the perennial favorite to win that division. Yeah, Raiders going nine and eight this year. Book it. Nine and eight. They go, if they go, if they go nine and eight, they one they won't make the playoffs. <laughs> um, I mean, like because you got to think about it. Like I, exp- I fully expect what? the Chiefs to win twelve games at least. Yeah, uh, eleven games. They're go- they're going to win at least double digit games. No, definitely. Like they're, 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 that team will all as long as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are linked at the hip. That team is a strong. 10 win team no, no matter what. How about this? How about uh, this? Yeah. Raiders go 9 and 8 if the Broncos go 5 and 12 again. If they go 5 they... and 12, if they go 5 and 12, 6 and uh, 11, Russell Wilson is out of that is out yeah. of there. I, I guarantee I, I, I you that right Bronco now. Bronco country might ride. So if yeah, if Broncos are looking good, then there's no way the Raiders win nine games. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, I no. After what I saw against the uh, the other night when they played uh, the Cardinals, where they had majority of their first team out there, they looked they still look pathetic. <laughs> uh, so we'll see we'll see how the we'll see how the Broncos we'll see how the Broncos progress. But if they if they I'm telling you if they only win six games, Russell Wilson will be out in Denver. Like they will move on. They league. will move on. No, nah, he won't be out the league, but he won't be the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Yeah. They'll they, the Broncos will find a way to 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 especially if they start to stink out loud. They're going to find a way to 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 draft uh, uh, the USC quarterback. Oh, Caleb Williams. Uh, Ke- Ke- there, I mean, because like, like if if Russ does not get that team to at least nine wins, I don't see, I don't, I don't see him coming back for uh, for year three. Yeah, that's a huge cap hit. I mean, I know they have an out after next year, I believe, but it's still they have out after this year. This year, that's what I mean. This year, but it's still it's still a, a, a cap hit, cap hit there, right? I mean, yeah, but but you gotta think about it now. This is the Waltons we're talking about. This ownership yeah. group—they're not—they don't give a damn about any uh about any cap hit. They they will just <laughs> ra- they would rather move on from this problem and let and let Russ ride out somewhere else. Especially if they if they don't win nine, if that team does not win at least nine games, you I don't know if Russ comes back next year. No, that he's not. He's not. I think we can guarantee that. I don't think this team has to at least be over five, uh, over five hundred for him to come back. They have to show some ten life. wins again. They have to win at least ten games to justify Russ coming back for, especially with the amount of money they're paying him. And they brought Peyton out of retirement. Like, there's a lot of pressure in Denver. They have I mean, the yeah, personnel. There, there is. I honestly they, think they, they have the personnel. They ha- but they do. I mean, they, remember this team was number one in scoring defense last yeah. year. They only gave up like over a little over fourteen and a half points a game, but their offense only gave them about twelve and a half points a game. So I mean, if they were able, if they were able just to get seventeen to twenty points, that team makes the playoffs. Yeah, 
that team will make the playoffs and they will be a scary matchup for anybody come playoff time. The Chiefs included, the Bills yeah, included, the yeah. Bron- the Bengals included. Because that defense Teams, is these high power, Exactly. These high-powered offenses, if – I've always said if you can just if you're t- if you can play good defense and your offense can just travel with you, you can make the playoffs and you can advance by playing good defense and just converting on the short fields that your defense are able to uh, get you by creating turnovers. And they added so Frank that's Clark. Oh my. God. They've added. They've added Frank Clark. Jeez, they still, of man. course, got a great secondary led by Jonathan Simmons, and and uh, and Pat Sertain the second. You can arguably say led by uh, Pat, yeah Pat Sertain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they got again good pass rush. Uh, so if they can, if they can just find a way to 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 to, to play well on offense. They could be. They could be fine. They should. I'm telling you, they should really think about bringing in Kareem Hunt. Like yeah. I think that. I, I mean, after we just saw running backs getting, uh, you know, veteran running backs finally getting snapped up today with uh, Zeke going to New England and uh, and Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets. Man. I mean, the, right now the the best running back on the market right now is Kareem Hunt. Right, man. I'm kind of disappointed with. I mean, I understand why they did it. I'm kind of disappointed they're not going to let Bryce Hall run out there and and and, and take over the backfield out there in New York. Personally, I think I think Bryce Hall should be back, but again, it's I think it I think they're 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 still reluctant with the uh, with the ACL that yeah. he's coming back from um, because before before he got hurt last year. This guy, along you know, was on the was up for offensive rookie of the year yeah, on the amazing. same team with the with the eventual winner in uh in Garrett Wilson. You're right. Uh, so it you know it would be great if he does come back and and it, and he look and then he regains some of that uh that burst that he had uh last year. I mean, him and Dalvin Cook could make a, a good pairing in the backfield up there with the Jets. On a team that you know has now has all the star power, they have you know basically at every position stocked up. Now they have to prove it on the field. And and from what I you know from the Hard Knocks episode I saw that they 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 really they know that they have a lot of uh, hype around them. And and now they know that they have to go out there and prove it. And week one when they play the uh, the the Bills uh, at home on Monday Night Football the it's gonna that right there is gonna already gonna showcase if this team is a is a legit Super Bowl contender. Boy, that's gonna be a fun game. That is going to be a fun game to watch because you you the Jets. I I'm, I've been looking at a lot of you know the fans and the media. The Jets are still they're still laughing at these guys like they did all this just to finish third and just to finish last in the division. I'm not yeah, sleeping I mean, on the Jets. I'm not sleeping. On I them, mean. Man. I mean, of course, you don't want to sleep on them, but the AFC East is going to be, you know, from top to bottom is going to, is definitely a tough division, just like we were talking about with the North. Yeah, the AFC North, uh, the the AFC East. Uh, I didn't know where the 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 Patriots could mess around and win that division, playing good oh, yeah. defense and uh, running two tight ends and running the ball, playing paying time uh, playing time uh, possession, and uh, the Bills, uh, another team where. 
they're their they're they're the they're their perennial favorite, yeah. but did they peak? Have they, you know, has this current Bills team run its course as in terms of being a Super Bowl contender? Uh, play, you know, how, can they finally get over the hump and get to a Super Bowl? That's their. That's going to be their uh, their journey this year. Uh, the Jets, of course, they you know, everyone thinks that that a playoff spot, anything less than a playoff spot, is an epic failure. Which uh, I think a lot of us will believe that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and again, the Miami Dolphins, uh, a team that made the playoffs last year, uh, feel that if they, if they had Tua for a couple of games, instead of him, be, you know, missing, uh, doing, if they can keep him healthy and now with, uh, Vic Fangio to control their help run that defense, oh my God. they feel that they can, uh, they can stumble upon 11 to 12 wins and be uh and 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 be a number one seed in the AFC, which they were before their quarterback right. got uh got hurt uh last year. So so uh, you know all four teams have a legitimate shot at winning the division. It's just a matter of maybe it comes down to quarterback play, or maybe it just comes simple down as 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 co- as coaching. And you know, I, like, like this, it could, it could possibly come down to coaching in that to who wins that division. And this may sound crazy, but I, I do expect some regression from the Bills. But this may sound crazy, but don't be surprised if the Bills come in third place in this division. It, again, there's a real I, like chance said, that happens. That and and you're right. And like I said, like has this group, this current current Bills group, have they ran its course? Have they peaked? You know, um, they they have come out. You know, over over the last few years, they have they have risen up in the AFC as a, as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But we've seen that football is a is a is a is a is a war of attrition. Like, how many years can you get up and physically make that run in a season where you can win? Uh, you win your division, you, then you get into playoffs, and it's one you know it's winner go home, and you know you starting to show up, uh, you come up short, and and with free you know with free agency, teams change all the time. Like, does this current Bills team do they have enough to get in the playoffs this year, and this time finally make that next step and get to the Super Bowl and finally win that. Uh, Finally, when that franchise its first uh, Super Bowl ever, and I'm a little worried about them because there's all there's already a little internal turmoil. Because Stephon Diggs, for a little bit, seemed like he wanted out. That's not a good sign for me. So I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, huh? It's a it's a it's a little thing because it seems to be resolved now. But that just showed me: Are they frustrated? Are they together right now? Because there's the the Dolphins, the 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 uh, the Jets. Even the Patriots, the Patriots is just a constant. They're going to just ride out and just take what they can get. They, they, that little turmoil right there, they may fall to three and they may be right there battling with four with the Patriots. They're they're the dangerous spot right now. I mean, you, you, you raise a good point. I mean, you, you know, there was some, we, there was clearly some, uh, there's some disconnect between Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs in that AFC uh, divisional playoff yes. uh, game, and then you know off the all the all off season there was you know uh, 
you know, rumored that, you know, that he may have, that Stefan Dix may want out, but it looks like they have, may have patched it up. But uh, I've always felt that, that, that Stefan Diggs is definitely one of the best wide receivers in all of football. Yes. We all know this. I mean, yeah. a blind person can say, can say this, uh, but if, you know, this current, again, this Bills team right now is currently constructed to win a Super Bowl. They have all the necessary pieces, especially on offense, to get it done. Um, but they, but they, they're, but they're going to be faced with uh, with challenges with with within their own division. And again, it comes down to can Josh Allen make the you know lead this team into the playoffs and win and and win those games to get them to the Super Bowl. But the Bills themselves, they know that the, the they know that the Dolphins could 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 like I said overtake them. Uh, the Jets the, uh, now that Aaron Rodgers, who just seems like to make to to make the the art of playing quarterback just easy, um, they they've got all the necessary uh, pieces to uh, to win the division. But but if you if you believe that the Bills are going to make uh, take a step back. It's that 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 means it was a colossal failure for yeah. them this year, because again they're constructed they're currently constructed to 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 win this to win the Super Bowl to re, or at least represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, uh, along with you know with a handful of teams because they uh, they have the they have the quarterback and they have a, a really good defense a veteran defense at that. Uh, that they that they know that if they can get into January, that they can, that that defense can can play big and help them lead uh, lead them through the uh, the tournament. Right. And you look at the okay. AFC man. There's only maybe three or four teams that you can honestly say that you would be surprised if they got into the Super Bowl. And that's that that says a lot. That says a lot about yeah. the AFC. Yeah. Well, especially especially the Jags. Well, the the, well the Jags to me, if they can build off what they did last year in the playoffs by losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion, the uh, the Chiefs, they can if they can if they can continue to build off of that, they're going to be a very scary team. Right now, they're the they're the they're the betting favorite to win their own division because. Uh, the Houston Texans are in a rebuild mode. Clearly, the uh, the Colts are definitely uh, going to are definitely on a learning curve with uh, with Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback. And I mean the Titans. I mean I think they, I mean the Titans are going to probably be their their chief comp- uh, competition yeah. because Ryan. T- this is the last season that Ryan Tannehill's on his guaranteed contract. Uh, they brought in DeAndre Hopkins to finally. Uh, to finally allow uh, Derrick Henry to stop seeing ten man fronts, and I mean, uh, had Brown. I don't know why they traded him. Anyway, it's called it's called being the frugal uh, Tennessee Titan <laughs> organization that I've known them to be when I was going when I was living down there. That whole that whole franchise is is uh, it's been really frugal when it comes to having to pay its star talent, especially its its home its homegrown talent. Yeah, uh, they have left. Like I, I was there when they. I mean, they let Albert Hainsworth walk through, walk out the door, which was fine. Um, but they also the same organization that let Javon Curse walk right, walk out, the right out the door. Man. You know, like yeah. this is the same organization that again, 
will have will 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 draft good talent and we really you know be reluctant to pay them that's how that's why i'm really you know i applaud a, a franchise like the Bengals now finally collect getting with all this young talent that they have finally accumulated that they're willing to pay them yeah. because they're going to pay joe burrow they're going to pay uh uh, Jamar Chase, they're going, and I and I still believe they're going to t- uh, pay T Higgins because I don't see him uh, leaving leaving out of there. And then, and then, I mean, look, they paid Logan Wilson, a good linebacker, yeah. the, uh, the the heart of their part of the heart of their defense. Uh, they 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 have identified the guys that they that they that they want to reward that that they have drafted and they have and they developed. That's and in football, that's what you really aspire to do if you're an organization. The Titans, they just so happen to they try to they will de- they will do well in the draft. They will find these gems. They will develop them. They will play well. They will use them uh, to be as competitive as possible. But when it's time to pony up and pay them, they don't do it. Money. They ball. they just they, they just reluct they be reluctant to do so. Moneyball sounds like the A's. <laughs> it, it, exactly, so, it's it, it's a modern. It's for, for real. It's a, they 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 play the moneyball role. So okay, I, I I want to switch it up a little bit, guys. Joe, you've been talking a lot about you know young talent, drafting well, items like that. I, I got a question for both of you. You you mentioned Caleb Williams Williams earlier, right from USC. Yes. Is there any chance at all? That you guys think Drake May could overcome Caleb for the number one pick? No, no. Caleb has to have a horrible year, and I don't foresee that. He's he's. Have you it. have you seen the uh, the preseason uh, AP top twenty five? No. Well, USC is ranked six. All right, now. The, and, and Caleb Williams is again the odds-on favorite to win another Heisman, and and the way the thing's going to look, USC is 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 either is, is definitely a college playoff participant, uh, competitive uh, competitive team, or they are definitely a New Year's Day bowl team. Yeah. You know, there's no either or. There's no middle. There's no either or, and so Caleb Williams will be all over my TV. He'll be all over your TV, and he will be always in high, big profile games. That's going to only solidify himself as the best player in all of college football. So. I don't see I don't I, I don't see him being overtaken by really too too many other players. Yeah, there's not a lot, especially at quarterback. There's, I mean, Drake May he he's he put up some nice numbers, but I just don't see it. I, I mean, yeah. Do you guys like May? I don't like any quarterback that comes out of UNC for some reason. I just don't. <laughs> that, I don't, I don't the ACC quarterbacks, I, I'm I'm iffy on. The ACC quarterbacks, besides Clemson, I'm, I'm I'm iffy on. I mean, you know what, Clemson. I mean, outside of uh, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, I think it's I was fair. hoping. I, I, 
Yeah, because I was really hoping big things from Taj Boyd. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, as of recent, as a recent history, yeah. right now, Deshaun Watson and uh, and Trevor Lawrence, two guys that have that have uh, well before Deshaun Watson and Houston fell out of love, uh, two guys that have transformed fan bases that have been. Uh, you know, wishy-washy or just not really had so much success uh, in recent years. So especially Jacksonville, Jacksonville is out here. It looks like the place to be now. I mean, the uh, Jadavion Clowney of all players is finding his way down there. And that's, that's on the, you could say that's the NFL equivalent to a ring hunt. He thinks that Jacksonville might have a chance. I'll say this about uh, Javadion Clowney. Every team he's left, he's left on bad terms. Yeah. So, like, which is, you know, kind of th- is is a red flag for me. He's but such a if he could, I, he's especially in Cleveland. Last year in Cleveland, he just like I didn't think he played well. Especially when you have uh, when you're when you're getting a lot of one on ones because of Miles Garrett is on the yeah. other side. Like, you could have easily been like. You know, 12, 13 sacks, like just eating. Yeah. That's why if he gets in Jacksonville, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan uh, on the other side, 44. Their defense is pretty, is out is pretty, pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, Foy, uh, Foyasade, uh, Aluakon. Oh my gosh. A guy, a guy that does not get enough credit around football. He's a safety man because he is. Fast. He's a safety, but he, but he is a beautiful middle linebacker yeah. out there in today's NFL, oh where you got to have linebackers that can cover those tight ends coming down the seams, those running backs hitting those wheel routes. You know, like he's a really, really good uh, linebacker. That defense is is pretty good. That's why Jacksonville, to me. If they if they can really just build off of what they did last year, and just come out the gate hot, and 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 Trevor Lawrence continues to uh, develop into one of the young, just one of these premier young uh, talented passers, Jacksonville is going to be uh, it's going to be a team to be reckoned reckon with for years to come. I mean, he got Calvin Ridley now, so. Calvin, Another guy that oh is going to be God. up for comeback player of the year. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he comes back and just absolutely murder. They're not going to. NFL is not going to give it to him. Of course not. But he's a. <laughs> but, but you know the. But but the but the but the people's champ. Yeah. Like if he comes back and has like a season where he gets like 85 balls for like 1100 yards and like nine touchdowns. Because I mean they've yeah. also got Zay Jones. And uh, Christian Kirk and and Christian Kirk, where yeah. you know they so they, those guys have to eat. Of course, Evan Ingram, uh, who you know who just got paid, and, and uh, Travis Etienne, who's a really good oh, yeah. uh, player out the backfield for them as well. You know, if he's able to, if Calvin Ridley comes back and has like a a season like that, where he has like eighty plus balls, eleven hundred plus yards, and you know five to eight nine touchdowns. People's champ comeback player of the year. Yeah. You know, like he, like he would have come back and and shown, you know, picked up from where he left off because when he was in Atlanta before the whole gambling uh, scandal for him came down, he was a legitimate threat. He was a legitimate yeah. playmaker. Yeah, easy number one receiver, and I seen some film on him. 
from training camp, the, the guy just moved. He just moves at a different speed. He it was uh, I think it was him. Uh, I want to say just Zay Jones. They were running routes. Yes, you saw I, that? I know the video. I know the video oh you're talking about. I saw the same thing. God, it's just a different movement of speed, dude. Yeah. You know, and that's why, and that's what the Jags, especially with uh, with uh, with with uh, Doug uh, Peterson uh, calling the plays, yeah. they like ha- he's going to get opportunities to get the rock and, and do some stuff. Especially uh, he, to me, he could be one of those good uh, bubble screen guys where where it looks like, especially uh, what the Bears are doing with uh, with Justin Fields, just get the ball out quick. Let the little guys run in in, in space and and, and 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 you know and and run off of screens like that. The Jags are ha- you know have playmakers like that where they're going to just get the ball out quick, let them run in space. Yeah. Um. But what really what 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 really could you know derail the Jags season is uh, left tackle Cam Ro- or you know uh, left tackle Cam Robinson um, missing like the first I believe the first six games. Uh, the, or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and so so you know their offensive line is going to be a little is going to be hindered a bit, but uh, if they're able to weather the storm until he gets back, uh, this I expect I fully expect the Jaguars, barring injuries and anything like that, um, fully be uh, the team to beat in the AFC South. And with with the way Doug Peterson calls plays, he's one of those coaches where that type of loss can be mitigated by the movement that he does after the snap. So true that I don't, exactly. I don't think yeah. it's going to hurt them too much. Yeah. You, you're going to miss a guy like Cam Robinson, of course, but he, especially in the run game, weather, but, yeah, but you're right. Game, I think he can weather the storm with the way he calls plays. Cause there's a lot of movement after the snap that you can kind of confuse the defense and get away with not having this type of left tackle. He calls with a lot. Yeah, he calls. Uh, he run. You know, the play calling is a lot of up tempo. So yeah. they. So so you're right. Once they get a, and that's the thing. The Jaguars' offense is a rhythm offense. Right. They, once they start getting into a rhythm, and they get and Trevor Lawrence, uh, we and we saw that in the playoff game against the Chargers. Right. Where they just, just once they that. start. <laughs> yeah. One, you know, even though that some of the some of the uh, some of the the, the wounds uh, for for the Chargers were self inflicted. Uh, the Jags, once that offense start uh, waking up and start making, you know, start getting some completions and moving the ball down the field, they started to get in rhythm. And, 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 and the way that, the, and like you said, the way that Doug Peterson likes to call, uh, call plays, uh, the loss of a guy like Cam Robinson isn't going to be as, isn't going to hurt as much, but it, but it's still a loss nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is this this is going to be an exciting football season. I cannot wait for the season to start, and I feel like we're just going to have a lot of news coming in every single week, every single week. Exactly. I mean, that's that's just the, that's just the nature of uh, football, especially the NFL. Like, uh, I I really am I'm really still interested to see where uh, where Kareem Hunt lands. Um, yeah. Because the uh, the running back uh, the uh, musical chairs at running back, uh, the chairs are starting to fill up, and uh, Kareem Hunt right now has visited uh, the Saints, has visited uh, I believe has visited Minnesota, Indianapolis, and he's le- left uh, he's left every uh, team without a contract. So it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up um, when it's all said and done. Uh, 
I would I would like to have seen him. You know, me personally, I would like to see him as a 49er. Uh, because a guy like uh, Elijah Mitchell does get nicked up a bit, but oh I think, <laughs> but I, but I do, but I do like the running, 49ers running back room. So I mean, they got a lot of depth there. So I mean, he wouldn't have necessarily fit unless, unless you know, he really, you know, the, uh, Kyle Shanahan and and uh, John Lynch really like feel like he could really help the football team. Um, I don't know, but uh, TDP and uh, JP Mason look, they look really good. So I yeah, don't, and, I don't, and, I don't and, see a need. And, and yeah, that right. And, and I think honestly, and uh, Kyle Shanahan is just like the old man. Like they feel like they can get production out of most running backs, but it doesn't hurt to have you know a star once in a while back there. And that's what he has in Christian McCaffrey, where uh, where uh, the, the offense is it's, it's going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be uh, played off a lot of what he does out there on the football field. Uh, and so, uh, T, uh, Ty Davis Price and uh, Jordan Mason, uh, they're going to whenever they get their opportunities, they're gonna you know they're going to run hard because I, I I do like Jordan Mason. I think Jordan Mason has some uh, has has some uh, has some game to him. Ty, Ty Davis Price didn't play a lot last year, if at all. Uh, but I think that uh, that that the way that uh, Shanahan likes to rotate running backs yeah. about here, keep guys fresh, he's going to get enough. Uh, a, 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 he's going to be in the rotation. But you expect, of course, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Elijah Mitchell to get uh, a lot of the uh, the work out of the backfield. Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong. I mean, outside of of course, Christian McCaffrey. Sure. I don't think you could go wrong with that backfield, no matter who's healthy, no matter who's hurt. Kyle, and of course, Kyle Yushek, the the good run, the good fullback. He's he's always going to be uh, seven straight pole bros. <laughs> right, he's always going to be figure, he's always going to be a factor into the uh, into the offense. I mean, of course, you wear anytime you wear uh, forty four and you play fullback for the 49ers, you better be real. Oh, yeah, because uh, I mean, Tom Rathman uh, rocked that number rock. Um, and of course, if you were forty, you know, bar none or hell. If you're, you know, if you if you were Fred Beasley, uh, Fred you know, Beasley, people, my God, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, another guy that uh, that wore forty four well, uh, so like, if you know, the 49ers will always have uh, a good, you know, stable of running backs to uh, to 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 use, um, but at the end of the day, it's always it's always going to be Christian McCaffrey and Elijah yeah, yeah. Mitchell, but. You know, to 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 uh, to run uh, Shanahan's running game, right? Uh-oh. We 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 opened with the 49ers. and I think we were good to close with the Forty ers It was a good pod. Right. It, was, it was good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. It felt really good. sure was. Felt felt really good. I, I'm I know we're gonna have more news come next week. Um, but yeah, man, it's good good to be back. Good to talk to you guys again. Um, yeah, no, Eggman yeah. Pod, and I promise I'll be more active next week. Um, I, I just got my, I've, I've been having my ass kicked, guys. So. Yeah, <laughs> chill, chill. He's he's been on vacation, guys, and he's still on vacation. He 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 made it to the pod, but he's been on he's been on a tour. Uh, man, this guy's been everywhere. <laughs> like every time, I'm, I don't know where he's at when I when I hit him up. So. Thank you for joining us today, chill. Cause man, <laughs> you ain't been settled, boy. It's a blue <laughs> game, and uh, but no, it's always great pod with you guys. Uh, we gotta we we gotta give you guys a, a, a 
Old Gunners Pod too. Yeah. Over a recap of what me and DC did over the past couple of weeks. You guys will love it, I promise. 100%. All <laughs> right. This is the. I know. I, I feel safe to say this now. This is the Shoot to Shoot podcast. I'm your boy DC. Yeah. Tensions is Stay definitely chill. rising. Hey, boy. And Joe Hawks in the T-Bow building. Right now. All right. All right, y'all. See you guys Everybody next enjoy week. your T-time. evening. Enjoy the evening. Tea time like I got a cup of this shit. Tea time like golf at a quarter to six. I love to fuck on a regular bitch. Famous hoes lame, but they stay on my dick. Heard your new joint, it's embarrassing shit. You talk to the cops on some therapist shit. You act like you love this American shit. But really, the truth is, you're scared of the six. Yeah, you're scared of the six. Yeah, you scared of the six Your bodyguard put in some work on the flute Now you wanna go and inherit the shit Don't talk to the boy about comparison shit Or come to the boy on some arrogant shit The weapons we got are some terrorist shit Like TV producers, we We airing the shit She asking for bread for her parents and shit I told her I don't got no cash And she said she could wait on a rack on some Arabic shit I pull out a million to stare at the shit My dick just got hard cause a wire just hit My schedule's out, cause spinners for real Man, fuck all that spinning the narrative shit I melt down the chains that I bought from your boss Give a fuck about all of that heritage shit Since V not around, the members done hung up the Louis They not even wearing that shit Don't come to the boy about repairing some shit Don't come to the boy about sparing some shit You lucky that Vogue was suing Cause I would've been with the Wassels and Paris and shit